I might be blind for the ice. To... Cut the play back. All right, come on, let's get back to work. You guys strong, all right. Well, you know when it's happening, baby. I mean, it just feels right. Welcome back to Cocktail Cinema, folks, your weekly movie review podcast. As always, I'm your first favorite bartender, third favorite author, Josh Price, and I'm joined by my co-host, Greg, and our producer, Shasti. Heck yeah, glad to be here, glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. This week, in celebration of Black History Month, we are reviewing a biopic about the life of Ray Charles called Ray. The movie came out in 2004, was directed by Taylor Hackford. Uh, the cinematographer was Paul Edelman. It was, uh, he did a lot of work with Roman Polanski. Uh, this movie had a budget of $40 million and a box office return of $124 million. Decent. So, yeah. Decent for sure. Yeah. Um, and it, it won a lot of awards. Or was it, it was nominated at least. But yeah, I think it, it was nominated for like seven or eight. I think it won yeah. Best Editor and Best uh, uh, Lead Performance with Jamie Foxx. Mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. It was, it was, I mean... Shasti's notorious for saying that like biopics are like Oscar bait, but mm-hmm. this this movie definitely ran the gamut with everybody who was voting. You know, we're right. talking Oscars, we're talking Grammys, we're talking yeah, I mean Golden yeah. Globes, NAACP, mm-hmm. um, National Society of Film, um, London Film yeah. Critics. I mean, yeah, up and down the line. Well, it was all Jamie Foxx's performance. Pretty yeah, much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I think that's that was kind of why we settled on this movie for you know for Black History Month, where it's it's a great performance from a very well-known name about one of the most iconic musicians, not right. just black musicians, right. but most iconic musicians yeah, he in pretty general. Much broke in the last walls years. down as far as mm-hmm. R&B, uh, rock, you know, swing, yeah. gospel. I mean, he brought it all together and made it his own. Well, Absolutely. It, even like just that, that uh, point break in his career, going from television actor mm-hmm. to the movies, which, you know, you're looking at Jamie Foxx show. There's mm-hmm. Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Mm-hmm. Martin, Martin, yeah, too. Martin, yeah. you know, what I mean, yeah. There, there was a bigger gap. Like, I think I'm pretty sure that um, Jamie Foxx show ended in 01, where this is 04. This is only mm-hmm. three years later. That's like Martin ending, mm-hmm. however many years before then, him not yeah. being in a movie until Blue Street, right? You know what I mean? This yeah. was like a really short gap and taking on a, a singing role for a mm-hmm. biopic, which. Mm-hmm. We'll yeah. get to he's later got a too. good voice, yeah. you know. But yeah, we'll get to that oh, for sure. Yeah. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I mean, not just the singing, but like a lot of the piano work, like the handwork, was also Jamie Foxx. Yeah. And there was there's a behind the scenes bit where it, it it showed like the the training regimen where Jamie would be at one piano and Ray would be right next to him on another piano, and they'd just be running. They'd run scales. They'd run songs, mm-hmm. and it was teaching him not just to play. Ray Charles music, but yeah. to play improvised, to play like gospel Ray music, yeah. to play the the country Absolutely. music mm-hmm. that you got question for yeah. in the beginning. Yeah. That that level of this movie goes further than a lot of these other biopics mm-hmm. for sure, and that's it's genuine because he's actually singing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's like I think biopics. You ever see Crossroads? It's like the Robert yeah. Johnson mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. So it's with Ralph Macchio, <laughs> nice. yeah. right? Like him playing guitar. Mm-hmm. He doesn't play the whole solo mm-hmm. against Steve Vai at the end, but it's one of those right. things like he had to. Uh, we did Whiplash. Mm-hmm. Same thing with Max Teller mm-hmm. in yeah. Whiplash. You know what I mean? He wasn't the best drummer in the world, but that movie made him mm-hmm. a way better drummer. This yeah. movie made Jamie Foxx. Yeah. He was already. I was I, surprised that he was, he was. He didn't sing as much as you think. He had his little mm-hmm. spots in there, but a lot of it was used from the studio work. From I was surprised because they, they said that mm-hmm. I've heard that the whole time that Jamie Foxx did all the singing, but it was all the piano work. He yeah. pretty much did. But yeah. he did. Well, he that did was a good how. Singing, but a lot of that was Ray. Ray Charles won a Grammy. Right. 
from yeah. the soundtrack for this movie yeah. because he he came back and recorded some new stuff. Well, I was gonna wait till yeah. the end to say this, but since this is mm. all leading into my my last point, <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying now. Jamie Foxx, like you said, how many nominations he yeah. had? Right, mm -hmm. we're talking Oscars and we're talking about Academy it, Awards it, and wins. I mean, we're, across mm -hmm. the and across wins. Board, yeah. What I'm gonna say is his biggest W. Mm -hmm. The most massive dub boss is him. <laughs> is 042. This is when Twister came out with Kamikaze right. mm -hmm. and Kanye West came out with College Dropout yep. on the yeah, same yeah. day. Mm -hmm. And it was, uh, are you gone? Mm -hmm. Slow jams? Yep. Mm -hmm. yep. Four slow jams. Oh, oh, Kanye oh, West oh, won oh, his oh. first Grammy. And I'm saying him first yeah. because he's, he has the most Grammys out of all these guys. But Twista also won his first Grammy. Yeah. And Jamie Foxx won his first Grammy. Wow. Too. So it's that's not even impressive. about him acting in this no, that's movie. that's cool. Yeah. Same year. They all got their first grant. Like, there's so many, like, we talk about for these films, mm -hmm. there's so many uh, Grammy nominations mm -hmm. that are just, mm -hmm. like, uh, writing credits that Twister might have gotten later, producing, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Like, they're all three of them, their their first Grammy award. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, it's amazing. And it's, it's, it's College Dropout had, had Gold Digger yeah. on it, right? <laughs> yeah. What's that? College Dropout had Gold Digger on it, right? Yeah. So it's... That's it's the Ray Charles. Yeah, the Ray yeah. Charles. Mm -hmm. I thought it was a sample that's for like, so long. Yeah, mm -hmm. that's a full circle. Mm -hmm. What you just said right there, too. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? That was their first Grammy, right. and mm -hmm. Jamie Foxx won his first Academy Awards and Oscars mm -hmm. for yeah. a film that it Kanye sampled Ray Charles yeah. for mm -hmm. Gold Digger. Yep. Yeah, full circle. Yeah, and and yeah, I know sure. I know we're we're really like info. pounding the the soundtrack home, but like especially for a biopic about a musician it is it's its own character it's necessary yeah it's it the soundtrack and the music in this movie is the main character mm -hmm. ray charles is there for all of the music but the music permeates everything that's where it, they have to yeah. be true and where they really mm -hmm. pulled it off like i said i, I think most biopics are oscar bait mm -hmm. in the same way that i'm gonna make right. this thumbnail clickbait yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know yeah but with all these other achievements they for a music biopic, they went above and beyond right. in all yeah. the right ways. Yeah, and I mean, to, I I'm like going to add to that. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm going to cut you off just because we're on awards now. So mm -hmm. let's get into Ray's awards. You know, 13 yeah. Grammys, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, um, Lifetime Achievement Award, National mm -hmm. Medal of Arts. You know, Rock and Roll I mean, Hall of Fame that year? No, no, I'm sorry. That was in '86. Then '87 was Lifetime Achievement. National Medal of Arts was in '93. Okay. I mean, so I'm just saying he's. We're, it's Pepsi it's, commercials yeah. in Pepsi. The <laughs> 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 I just mean like just while we're on that on that plane, like yeah. you know, just. This is, there's a reason why we're talking about this mm -hmm. guy. There, people mm -hmm. always will, you know what I mean? He yeah. put forth not only R&B songs, country. I mean, he broke barriers mm -hmm. in so many ways. Uh, yeah, across the board. And I think this movie, as a biopic, shows that better than most biopics because it's not, yes, it follows a three-act structure, but not as strictly as like Walk the Line <laughs> or Mank, yeah. you know, where it, 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 it they have to hit these certain beats. Um Ray Charles has major upheaval even in the third act. Like he's not like third act structure, the their three act structure, the, the 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 hero's journey, it all requires the hero to to be winning in the end. Yeah. And and Ray sure. doesn't have a winning moment until the last seven minutes of this movie. And then they cut. <laughs> yeah. And then it's over. <laughs> they give it all his accolades yeah. and then different stuff. As well, even in the end, it's one of those things like wants to watch he, a when he's movie. giving his accolades <laughs> and his kids are Grown. What well, looks yeah. like in their maybe late teens and twenties, or both in their early twenties at that time, it's it's one of those things where it's like you still feel you saw distance. you yeah. saw everything that happened. Mm -hmm. Sure, it was over the course of twenty or thirty years, but you see that in like a two hour period. Yeah, mm -hmm. so those things where it's like 
he knows what he lost out on with mm-hmm. his family and even mm-hmm. sp- celebrating that with his family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, there's there's still that dissonance. And there yeah. Was, yeah. And, yeah. and that sweet redemption that, you know, Georgia was, you know, state mm-hmm. song and they, they took yeah. public apology and, you know, but a really good thing at the end of that movie because it's, it's so heavily. Yeah. Heavily and like uh, political Georgia. at that point. For, for Ray Charles, you know, to to get brought back to Georgia and and have that triumphant moment at the end where that he it's almost like, didn't have yeah he where didn't think twice the whole about state it, of yeah. georgia apologizes to him mm-hmm. and this is it's home this down. is his home, this home. is his his big moment home and state, it, it's got state. all that dissonance but yeah it's still painted by his addiction mm-hmm. it's painted by his life that's the and, overcoming moment yeah essentially. yeah so in honor of the way this film ends georgia. i did a lot of thinking about our drink this week. Okay. What we got? And so what we've got in front of us is kind of a variation on a sangria. I'm calling it the Georgia on my lime. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. That's oh, so Georgia on my lime. All right. I like it. So we've got one ounce of creme de peach, three ounces of peach wine, three ounces of Sprite, and a quarter ounce of lime juice. Uh, we've got it in a tall glass here for those of you who are uh, just listening to us. Uh, stir that bad boy up. Don't shake it. Don't bruise it. Because <laughs> you don't want to bruise a peach. Stir never shake it. <laughs> don't want to bruise a peach. And it's it's got a little bit of a gold tint to it, you know, so it's it's visually reminiscent of the things that are going on in this movie. And the what flavor profile, <laughs> very southern, very country. This is a porch drink. Mm, it's like Man. a little spritzer, kind of. Yeah, it's, it's it's like a little sweet tea. Little, yeah, yeah y'all want some sweet tea? <laughs> no, I'm good. It's a porch sipper. Yeah, that's yeah. the worst thing you say in the South. If you're going to like a diner and they come up, they're like, "Y'all want some sweet tea?" You're like, "No, I'm good." Do <laughs> <laughs> think you're the devil? You ain't want no sweet tea. I love the cola. Oh uh, well, with the devil going down to Georgia, let's get back to Ray. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's there's another pivotal moment that happens in Georgia. Uh, at around the halfway mark that there's there's some speculation to be made about how just how accurate the depiction is but it's when when Ray Charles goes back to to play in Georgia for his during his his first American tour um he calls off a show because it's it's segregated and he would only perform if the if the venue was desegregated. Right, and there's a one person mm-hmm. that comes up and kind of halts everything. Well, yeah. There was that pivotal point, though, where he was just intended on playing mm-hmm. the segregated yeah. show. Yeah, and his mind has changed. Uh, as far as the movie goes, it, it took, you know, less than a football field for him to change his mind. Right. He goes from being, uh, you know, just kind of the... Uh, he's kind of a, uh, quote-unquote, Uncle Tom in the beginning, where it's like he, he's accommodating. He's just kind of playing that... That role, like this is the South, you got to be okay with yeah, it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he has this moment of growth where it takes, but he, fifty yards. But I wouldn't say he plays the Uncle Tom role. So mm-hmm. I think he leans into that when mm-hmm. he needs to. Mm-hmm. As the, the country dumb. Yeah, man. Yeah. Like, they, it's like, like they say it. when yeah. the officer is telling him that he's he's not going to put the blind black guy on a, yeah. a bus to Seattle, mm-hmm. and he tells him that he lost his sight in the war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, very believably, too. no. But it was a guy who was just like. Not gonna send you mm-hmm. a black blind musician to Seattle. Yeah, and he does these, like you know, little yeah. little. It, he, like you said, he was taking advantage of too. Mm-hmm. When he gets to Seattle, he's he's pretty much the guy who's he's first cut out of yeah. the money. 
He's mm-hmm. blind. He's like slutted out to yeah. the, to the promoter. He, oh, instead yeah. of getting his own play, you know what I mean? Like <laughs> yeah. that's that's the history of of black musicians in general. Him showing up. You what know, I'm saying is him showing up to that show in Georgia, and mm-hmm. he's blind. He's walking in. He can't see all these protesters. But this is at that civil rights period where mm-hmm. Malcolm X is a character who comes up to this blind man. Like picture yourself. You're blind. That's walking Malcolm in X. There. It's at the venue. I mean, it's the same time period. Mm. Guy with the glasses is the leader wow. of the summer, right? Some say it is okay. so, huh? Well, I mean, that's interesting. I, I figure that's what the, the exact person they were. Same time period, yeah. I mean, it make it makes sense. I feel like it's... that character wouldn't have had glasses in the haircut if it wasn't a young. Fair enough. Right. Fair enough. Yeah. But I, but but it was it was that he, he showed up back in home for the first time to play, and he hears all the shit going on. What I'm mm-hmm. saying is he. He was under the pretense that he was going to play a segregated show, and, mm-hmm. and Malcolm yeah. X talking to him yeah. on his walk-in was this pivotal mm-hmm. point that you guys are referring to. Mm. That's that actually paints it in a in a different light for me yeah. a little bit because it's holy crap, yeah. It's not just that Ray talks to a stranger, yeah. But that almost if that's if that's accurate, that could be a movie in itself. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. We, uh, yeah, just like where it's you're watching like uh, I don't know if either of you have seen that's Breakfast of Champions, but yeah. you could you could have. Ray Charles and Malcolm X and what it took to get them both in that moment. Right. right. And what right. I'm saying is if it's true, if it's not true, mm-hmm. what I'm saying is that in biopics that are based around a true story, there's some mm-hmm. aspects of and some characters that are brought in that, yeah. that help the story progress because it's just a sentimental story based on facts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. there's there's some things that you have to add. Yeah. As, yeah. as a, I'm sure you yeah. know this. Because life a, doesn't play out in a three-act structure. Writer, yeah. So yeah. regardless of if Malcolm X talk to ray charles and got yeah. to, to that that's neither here nor there so I got, i'll go a little bit further sure. with this so i was digging up some more research too like you see you stumbled upon that when i was looking at things to, that correlate with the movie mm-hmm. um it came up that quincy jones in a in a in a interview who was the, the first person that ray meets when yeah. he w- goes he's Seattle. waiting Seattle, for yeah. he's waiting for quinn howard he's, he's outside playing outside or terrence howard he's waiting yeah. for mm-hmm. his guy that he knows yep. and the first person he meets is quincy and he's and he's just he's like in the alley just practicing he's too he's young like, oh, to even baby. get into the, yeah. the club okay, so he said ahead. quincy yeah. said um in an interview i think it was like the hollywood reporter um that ray charles and quincy jones used to get their heroin from Mar- malcolm x before he was malcolm x well like ah, at, at that age like, isn't and that's I don't know what I don't know how that's true that nutty. is, but that's the he Quincy Jones said that to mm-hmm. a, a report. I think it was the Hollywood Reporter or something like mm-hmm. that. So I was like, well, like Ooh. I said, with biopics, how they tie these characters right. in, yeah. it could be all that time period and yeah. it played mm-hmm. a pivot, pivotal role. Even if that situation didn't happen, when he was walking into a show and then canceled mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. The same reason you're saying, yeah, the the reason why they would bring him in as yeah. a character for that point. I really wasn't even going to bring that up because I'm was just like, saying. <laughs> no, it's yeah, a pesky yeah, accusation that's, coming that's, from. But it's interesting. It's, it, it goes. I think it goes into light. I mean, what he's, we're used saying. To, he's used to it with you know. Yeah. Yeah. Beatles are the worst musicians. Yeah. Ever. He's but always throwing all three of them. <laughs> yeah. Right? If Quincy, Quincy was the first band member, not even band member, musician he meets yeah. in Seattle, well, he's mm-hmm. waiting for his own band members. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if, as a writer, you take, I'm saying like. They could not have any stories that tie together, but they were all pivotal players in this mm, point in right. time. That's why they want to focus and bring in. Mm-hmm. You're making this movie. You want to bring in big names at yeah, that time yeah. too, right? I yeah. think Netflix came out with a Quincy not too long. But ago. Yeah. this is you're, what you're saying could be could be saying, could be a reason be. why they actually were all in this circle. Yeah, yeah. and in the same place, so same even time. musicians playing like yeah. shoddy well, shows yeah. doing shit. You know yeah. how it is. Yeah. That's probably, that's yeah. wild though, because well, I you would think. That and maybe they were just not 
utilizing that particular bit of Quincy Jones's story. But like if it's if called Ray Q <laughs> and, and Ray Charles knew Malcolm X from their Seattle days, then you would assume he would recognize his voice in Georgia. But maybe they didn't mm-hmm. know each other well enough. No, no, I'm saying Quincy. He, he made a different, oh, different okay. play on life. Like this could be like think about how many years all three of them had. Yeah, roles in, in, as public figures or mm-hmm. what, like yeah. yeah. I think this was more like this is when Ray was young mm-hmm. and before his breaking point. This is when Q was young mm-hmm. before yeah. his breaking point. And this is Malcolm was young. Yeah, still just doing like street protests. Mm. Yeah, you know what I mean. I don't think it, it would be like you're saying like. It's it's, it's if, not the the if, the one night in Atlanta if, or whatever. If, yeah. if, if it feels weird to even say it, if Malcolm was serving Q and Ray <laughs> years later, I'm just saying they were all tied together enough mm-hmm. for a writer to, to write something that isn't documented anywhere else yeah. in history. At the same time, if they're in the same circle and they're all fucking yeah musicians, like right, you right. see the movie, yeah yeah, yeah of course. I mean, I mean, it's it's, yeah, it's Gregory played possible. shows like just <laughs> locally around town. You feel like rock stars for like some, some of the wrong reasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things like, all right, if they all, all brought in this in the same time period yeah. before mm-hmm. all the shit that they're noticed for, maybe mm-hmm. that holds some weight. And, you know, and, and, and all three of them, too. I mean, they kind of rose up mm-hmm. from the ashes. I think that's what Ray is about. You know, just, yeah. that's why they kind of ended after his, 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 his bout with um, addiction. Mm-hmm. Once he gets sober. I said it earlier, but it's like nobody wants to watch about a sober musician. It's not, it's not fun anymore. But, yeah. but it's just, it's, it's great to see that progress mm-hmm. made by even Quincy Malcolm. You know, yeah. uh, uh, Ray. I mean, it's well, it definitely adds a lot of uh, a lot of uh, validity to the story because mm-hmm. it's, and I, I have yeah. to wonder how involved Ray was in the storytelling aspect, like the, the fact checking, because a solid two thirds of this movie really just dump all over mm-hmm. Ray Charles. It's like, look look at all this horrible shit he pulled. Mm-hmm. And I I have no proof of this, but it feels the way it's told. It's like Ray Charles is like, look, I'm not going to pull any punches. I was awful to this person. I was yeah. awful to this person. Yeah. And I want you to show that because I overcame with the help of, mm-hmm. of my wife, with the help of my well, that's family. Part of rehabilitation of is, you know, writing your mm-hmm. wrongs. You know what yeah. I mean? So it's that's yeah. yeah I it's, think it's even before steps. his rehabilitation process and that coming into him signing off on some of this shit. I was talking about this before and I, I none of us have any idea. Mm-hmm. But my thing was that these biopics, like I said, the only like room for interpretation or like creative yeah. storytelling is stuff that didn't, didn't really happen. Falls yeah. between the facts. Yeah. yeah. And if you look at even just the basic stuff without any of that aside in mm-hmm. Ray, you you see him getting pimped out to the, the, yeah. the yeah. land. You know what I mean? You yeah. see all this stuff where, in my mind, I ask myself the same question, and I'm like, sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, what? 60 years later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or I guess it would be like more like 45 40 or 50, years later. Right? Yeah, yeah. At that time, like. With what he went through in those mm-hmm. contracts yeah. and how he had to be the blind guy who's getting taken advantage of and step mm-hmm. above that yeah. to get what's right mm-hmm. and becoming a millionaire off that mm-hmm. and, get, and yep. giving back and doing it after how. Yeah, that's great. I mean, for sure. And he said he's getting paid. He's getting a better deal than Sinatra at that time. Yeah. That's know? what I'm saying. Yeah. With, yeah. Him, so I'm at, with like, him getting the better. De- I'm happy for that's you. What, <laughs> that's exact. Thank you for saying that. that's yeah. exactly what I'm saying. If you were getting a better deal than Sinatra at that time before you went. From Atlantic to ABC, right, right. Mm-hmm. You can sure as hell after your career's done and you've come to reconciliation and made your reparations for all this shit. Yeah, sure as hell you could be like, 
I'm signing off on this. I want to yeah. check. I made yeah. music in year since the Pepsi commercial. Yeah. <laughs> Say whatever the fuck you want after this point. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I'm I'm we don't know, but mm-hmm. I'm 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 sure they didn't release a movie and he mm-hmm. had an issue with any of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean yeah. they said I mean I think he I think he passed away. He saw the uncut like yeah, the, full the work movie. Print, the work print. The work print. But I think he passed away before it was fully edited mm-hmm. and put to screen. Um, yeah. but I think that's you know how like time is and how weird life is at some points where mm-hmm. it's like that progression and the movie being made and he's he, he's seeing his life unfold before him. It's mm-hmm. got to be so weird. I don't know. Maybe he was just like, I, I did it all. I got the girl. I got the the money. My my life yeah. is imprinted on these on, on the world. Mm-hmm. You know, because he was doing not only U.S. tours but world yeah. tours. You yeah. Know? Um, so I mean, you gotta. It's gotta be one of those things where you think, hey, like. I did it. I see it on paper. Yeah, I was an asshole, but I, ro- I rose above, and yeah. it's time, my well, time to go, kind of thing. I mean, I uh, owning owning your shit as yeah. as a man, you know, it's like I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you. I was I was pretty pretty awful, and there were things I could have done better. No, for sure. You know, so we all have that. I, you know? Yeah, and it's 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 refreshing to see that. You know, it's as as painful as as it is to watch this movie at some points. Mm-hmm. It is refreshing to yeah. see that. Um, but they're honest about that aspect. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, and like I, it's not all doom and gloom because there is, I mean, it's not all necessarily in motion picture form. But during the credits, they're thanking all these people, mm-hmm. and then at the very end, um, in between the, because I, I watched every second of this because I was I read all the names in the list, and in between the PETA disclaimer and the uh, the MPAA stamp, they go Flathead as of two thousand four was living a happy sober life. <laughs> So they they did. I like, want to know what happened to Jeff, his yeah, old manager. Jeff who walked out. I had lived a happy sort of life until he started the wire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, half just the kidding. Cast of the wires character, in this character movie. wise, it's funny. Bokeen, Dewey Cox. You don't want none of this. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, that he's he's serving for Stringer Bell. On the wire. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's a the, the movie's great, you know, but I think mm-hmm. there's some a part that we have to talk about a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, that flashback sequencing and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and how. Some of that camera work, I mean, not just the, that the flashback scenes, but some as they're they're on stage and mm-hmm. that big sweeping camera pull that goes yeah. way high in the balcony, off the balcony, when they do down and, and, and then that, like that angle break up. down the stage lights and yeah, the spot. We well, need to get yeah, everyone exactly, to... exactly. Right after mm-hmm. that, and then well, it, maybe it was that one or the the one before with the three ladies that are singing up there. Mm-hmm. It was that they, one. they do it a few times. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, just that sweeping arc, low mm-hmm. arc, back up, camera angle up and then back well out. yeah it starts out as a crane shot so up beautiful. high and it pulls down it's and then like, it goes to a shoulder yeah. and it's it, it, yeah it, not not vertigo effect but it, it gives you the the space that the the it gives the, you that the feel of how big he really was mm-hmm. at the yeah. time you know yeah. what i mean like you're in the audience mm-hmm. it, it's just that they portrayal. do a good job that's like the visual literacy mm-hmm. that they're sending like every shot is is for an intent you mm-hmm. know yeah. what i mean with yeah, something as big as getting like a huge auditorium to be mm-hmm. quiet and the lights change there is that, and the flashback mm-hmm. sequences are the other side of the, the yeah, cinematography right. that are that are huge, yep. and it's a common thing. You know, it's a, it's it's a great like yeah. circular motion throughout mm-hmm. the whole film. Mm-hmm. But for me, it was that, and like I said, how biopics mm-hmm. are, mm-hmm. Os- yeah. whatever yeah. Academy bait, Oscar bait, they did that amazing, as good mm-hmm. as anybody else. Yeah, but I feel like they just stuck in that. Yeah, you know, like but outside I, I of that, it was mm-hmm. biopic. You know what yeah. I mean? And then mm-hmm. they threw in a few of these beautiful cinematic shots that could go down in like masterclasses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But 
And they well, did show they were stayed, stayed on point as far as like that time frame. I think yeah. pretty well. I mean, he did lose his vision at seven. They said it could be. They don't really know. I guess it could have been glaucoma. Mm-hmm. Um, he was sent off to mm-hmm. the blind and deaf um, school. His mom, you know, mm-hmm. died not too long after that of, from cancer, I believe. But, mm-hmm. um, but just having that over your and he he alludes to that in, in a few points where he says, "I walk every every day. I walk out of that door in the dark." Mm-hmm. I'm scared of the dark, baby. Like you know, I want to be. I don't want to be in the dark when yeah, I'm home. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like he, he's to, to feel like that because th- he had his vision, you mm-hmm. know. And but he's felt like that. They they showed in one of those flashback scenes when he's with his mom. Yeah, when he got his the vision first back. time. When, no, the first time when he goes fully blind. Oh yeah. yeah. And he fought, He stubs his toe on the rock. Yeah. He's calling out for her. And yeah. she's right there, and he hears the cricket, mm-hmm. and he crawls. And struggles at first, but he picks it up and he looks and he says, "I know you're there. I can hear you too, Mama. (laughs) I can see you too, Mama. You're right there." It's one of those things where, in the story, you're right as Mm -hmm. a blind man or somebody with any any kind of uh, I don't want to say the wrong word. Uh, (laughs) That word. We can. I mean, I don't want to say handicap, but it's it's, disability. Disability. What what I'm saying is, when he says that, Mm -hmm. after seeing that scene, in my mind, that's Mm -hmm. the addict talking. Mm-hmm. Him right. saying to be, I don't want to mm-hmm. be alone when I go out in the dark. Oh, yeah, when right. he proved when he was like yeah. six that he could pick up a cricket, right. see his you're mom, true. and she okay. was so happy. That's a good thought. That yeah. was just one of those things where there's, you can't. He was a master I, manipulator too. As a musician, mm-hmm. and, what, and I'm not relating myself to Ray at all, mm-hmm. but I'm just being honest with myself. Mm-hmm. And there's, there are times like that when you, you talk to somebody and you want to make them feel bad for something that you don't seem capable of mm-hmm. on a daily basis, but you might. But he's be. proven that he, sh- he is. He's proven, yeah. he's proven that he's got he, that daredevil yeah. moment. Exactly. Yeah. But he yeah. said he also, but he's said also like, don't put this, uh, don't put this evil on me. He's a void. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's, he, he, he does have his struggles. You know, he, even though he's larger than life, mm-hmm. you know, d- done so much with himself mm-hmm. as, you know, a, a disabled man, a, well, a, a disabled I, black I man in, in the 50s and 60s and on, you know, it's. I think it's important to, to, to really recognize where he goes when he has those flashbacks and he has those. Uh, the visions of his mom the mm. he's not a grown man like he is a grown man but he's in his childhood home right. he, he's even the where he's standing like his mark is on the dirt yeah. and his mom is up on the porch yeah. his, his brother's up on the porch yeah. he's yeah even as a grown man they they limit his height mm. so that he sees things as he would have as a boy mm. he doesn't progress beyond that point and that's what his mom's talking about when she says i need you to be strong and and even at the end, when when he's having that that come to Jesus moment, she goes, "You got strong for sure, and you went places that I never went." But he still thinks of himself as a blind boy, and that was that was what led him to his dep- to his depression, yeah. to his addiction, yeah, because right. he thinks of himself as a void and as a boy, and it, that's what he really overcomes. Heroin and and and. But he uses heroin as a, a crux. Ab- absolutely, that's, that's, uses women that's the same way. Yeah. Like he, he'd almost overcome some of these aspects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he'd almost. That's, that's what, what I'm, I'm, I don't want to paint yeah. him as like a like they they paint him as a bad guy throughout this movie. And that's the point mm-hmm. where I think they're trying to make like I yeah. can't be alone in the dark when it's yeah. like, dude, you what what they do for Daredevil in the mm-hmm. Marvel movies, right? Yeah, in that visual literacy we're mm-hmm. talking about and how awesome that camera CGI is, like yeah. him just explaining. To his bus driver, who was his first yeah. manager, that like, oh, I wear uh, hard sole shoes, so I can so hear I the walk echo. through the doorway. Mm-hmm. I can hear the echo. It's w- like him painting that picture. Yeah, that's what steps outside of the box mm-hmm. from all these other biopics that I see. I like, agree. These little scenes like that, where it like 
hits me like kind of mm-hmm. like personally yeah well and it's it's a realistic depiction of how you would you know kind of overcome that that disability mm-hmm. you know you lose your sight you got to lean into everything else and right. i know we're making the daredevil you know connection but it's it's true and that's probably a good spot to move into final thoughts because okay. sure. it's we're now we're starting to to really get into who Ray Charles was as a as a now person. Now we're just speculating, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and we're getting away from from the way this film was 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 written. So, Grego, um, any last thoughts on? Because you brought Ray to the table, so any last thoughts on this? Yeah, I, I mean, I really enjoyed the cinematography from this movie. Um, the editing, um, he was he was accredited, I think, with a, with a, um, a Golden Globe or something, mm-hmm. whatever it is, um, like Academy Award. Um, I think that went into a lot of it. The close ups, angles, the super mm-hmm. close ups, just the way. The way the movie flowed. Mm-hmm. Some of the acting, I was a little impar- imp- not impressed by. Jamie Foxx obviously stood out, but it yeah. seemed a little bit choppy as far as the writing goes. Mm-hmm. Um, overall, it's it's a good way to kind of get in to the mind of a genius mm-hmm. um, to see something yeah. happen in front of you. You know, I, to I, hear I, I, I love history like that. Were. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So take away a lot of good things from this movie. You mm-hmm. know, what I mean, um, like you you brought up personal. It makes. It, you, brought, you said something about it. Made, it was personal to you. Yeah. I think every person that watches this movie is going to feel the same way. Mm-hmm. You can pull something personal totally. from anything, whether totally. it's yeah. growth, um, sorrow, it's happiness. It's big on the human condition. Yep. It's not so mm-hmm. much about a musician or yep. addicted to drugs. You exactly. Right so that's mine. Josty, any last thoughts? Are we doing before scores? Yeah, last thoughts before, before scores. Before um, so I think this is where I was going to talk about the Grammy. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a producer. Right. <laughs> I'm the producer who hates biopic. I would be like, and, and like, yeah, like we grew up 20 miles outside of the Chicago border. You know, it's one of those things like Twist to Kanye and Jamie Foxx all mm-hmm. win a Grammy. And, the, and this year, for like all 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 of the awards for the movie are, are 100% valid, mm-hmm. yeah. re- regardless of what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think we've given really, really, really good reasons why because of that mm-hmm. i think there's bi- biopics with better cinematography mm-hmm. like the the queen biopic with rami malik you know what yeah I mean? uh, bohemian rhapsody yeah bohemian yeah, rhapsody right, like right. that's one where it's like the cinematography there is is undeniable mm-hmm. that's, but you know, i get 15 years later you know yeah. way later i know what you mean though but for i sure. get more of that biopic feel even Off with the, the flash yeah. gotcha. stuff gotcha. you know totally. what i mean totally. I, only, I said that there was only a couple of those like really cinematic moments this feels like a movie and it wasn't enough mm-hmm. to take me out but the rest of it mm-hmm. and the flashback scenes mm-hmm. and just the 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 becoming mm-hmm. of a mm-hmm. Black man, blind man, like mm-hmm. I'm just a fucking yeah. young white dude in, in 2022. You <laughs> right, know what I mean? Yeah. Middle aged dude, like yeah. like that. I think they covered every aspect of the movie mm-hmm. that I normally have a problem with better than any other biopic. Totally, yeah. totally. Um, honestly, the only other thing I I wanted to touch on was, and you kind of alluded to it a little bit with the swoops. So there's a connection between the way they introduce the flashbacks because they're always looking up at the bottles when they yeah, transition and, chimes, yeah. and it, it's it's kind of it's almost caribbean the coloring is very leading with the sound very southern like, yeah very sharp, sharp greens and stuff yeah, yeah. The light you totally get the feel that you're in a hot environment and you're small and when we when we have these sweeping shots like the crane shots leading into and it, it literally is almost a seamless transition it's a crane shot coming from the balcony where Historically, we're talking about the, the the primary audience for Ray Charles was, you know, black Americans. They were only allowed in the balcony. So that's where we start. 
and mm. the camera brings us along with the audience, with the community, mm. to where now we get to go down to the dance floor. Mm. And that's where the crane shot stops and it goes to a shoulder cam. And then the shoulder cam leads us, so now instead of Ray Charles looking up at bottles, we are flashing back and looking up at Ray Charles. There you go. And it was it was a I really good. I mean, we're talking about yeah. you know the, the Pablo it's that circular. It, this balance. is that yeah. Polanski influence yeah. where everything ties together. And I, I thought it was phenomenally shot. Yeah, we'll put. And I will say, after hearing you say that, like you could just tell it's hot and you're in a small space. I didn't even realize my favorite scenes were like I'm. I just mm-hmm. said it when he was explaining how he walks through open mm-hmm. doorways yeah. with hard soul shoot. Like that's when they're on the bus mm-hmm. talking. In, yeah. You know, to the bus driver, like you feel like you're on the bus in those scenes. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm complaining about not enough cinematography shots, but I'm forgetting about how I had to turn my fan mm-hmm. on during that scene. Yeah. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like I had, to take, I had to rip my blanket off. I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm there. Yeah. And like you overlook, that's beautiful. Yeah. It's I, I, it, it really kind of elevated yeah. it above most biopics right. for me. That's, that's how I felt already. But mm-hmm. that kind of takes it a step above too, for sure. So, our final segment here, Grego. You know, we here at Sipful Opinions like to rate our movies out of 100 tacos because we don't talk about tomatoes and we don't talk about Bruno. Cilantro onion. So <laughs> give me give me your taco scale. Zero being the um, worst, 100 being yeah, the best. We talked about me not having one until you got here. So I'm going to go after talking to you boys and going through this whole thing. I'm going to give this give this movie an 82. Fair enough. 82. I think it falls right, right there. Shasti? I'm going to give it a... <laughs> you find the median. <laughs> Cheetah. All right, I'm not saying my reason because that'll give away. I'm gonna give it an 84 because okay. even even the, the biopics that have won more awards, mm-hmm. I'm rating I'm rating them last. Mm-hmm. It's not just because of Black History Month. Yeah, and it probably is just because he recorded with mm-hmm. Kanye and Twister. <laughs> yeah, yeah. won the Grammys. Chicago. Too. Chicago right, that, that, on my mind. I'd, I'd be lying if I said there was a couple more bumps. Yeah, but yeah, him doing that was like him doing Georgia and going to perform back home. Yeah. Him, him stopped doing the Jamie Foxx show in 01 yeah. and then coming out in Kamikaze and College Dropout is Chicago on my mind. 84, sorry. <laughs> no, no, you're good. You're good. I, <laughs> I think I gave 42 and 86, and I think that this is only slightly lower on that scale, so I'm going to give this an 85. Um, for all the reasons that I said, I think it, I think it's fantastic. Um, so yeah, this is this is worth watching, according to everybody here. Uh, what's the oh, Rotten Tomato yeah. score? What do we oh, got? Oh yeah, sorry, dude. Here you go. We're right here. We We're have ooh a seventy nine from critics and an okay. eighty seven from audiences. So We're right there. Yeah. We always seem to fall in the middle, so yeah. we're we're general we consensus. Seem, it's weird how we always fall right. <laughs> oh, I, d- I definitely don't. I don't look at that. I don't middle. look at that shit. I don't at all. see it till we get here. I don't Ever. see it till we get here. <laughs> I don't um, see it till we get here either. But it's always. <laughs> it's five not seconds always. before. It's you not go always. Um, a few. <laughs> listeners and watchers, drop your uh, taco rating down into the comments and let us know why you rated it that way. Did you like Ray? Did you not like Ray? Have you seen Ray? Where is Ray? <laughs> Thank you for joining us. I know we went a little bit long, but this was worth it. This was an iconic movie about an iconic man. So, very fun show. Greg, thank you for suggesting this film for this week. Of course, week. man. Shasti, thank you for being here. Absolutely, yeah. You always make us sound so purdy. Purdy. And to everybody out there on the interwebs, we see you. We hear you. We love you. You know what to do. 
after we say goodbye. She give me money when I'm in need.